Well, Hello. guys, the uh, the this weather is... tonight is 60 degrees at Fahrenheit. And this is HBO's Double Threat, a Barry, a Succession and Barry podcast. You really like that name you came up with because you say it every time. Well, that's the intro, Beck, so... That's the intro. And you're so... probably wondering why it's a bit warmer tonight. Because we're recording this on a Monday. Because yeah. Hurry went to a party that got shut down by the cops. Yeah, maybe I'll talk about that in a different episode. We'll probably talk about it in a different episode. Not not in this show, but a not different in this show. show. This is only about two TV shows. So we can't talk about anything else. Today we'll be breaking down the eighth episode of season four of Succession, and the sixth episode of Barry. Yeah, so let's get into it. Um, uh, instant thoughts for the Succession episode. Should we give the recap first? No, instant thoughts first. Instant thoughts. Good episode. Uh, Great. I like the episode where it's like there's following all the characters through this timeline of events, and this see this one follows that same style, like the same as like Connor's wedding and something like that, where it's like mm-hmm. a big event is happening and seeing how all the characters react to it. Uh, yeah, kind of like a a one act play in a way. Yeah. And so, yeah, same thing. I thought it was very good. I really liked it. Um, I actually wish I watched that instead of going to the fucking party, but... But... Wow. But, yeah, I really liked it. It was very good, very cool. And, yeah, so essentially this episode, last episode was the election night eve, to tail, which is called Tailgate. And yeah. this episode, it was called America Decides. Which, ironically, America did not decide. Yeah. That's the. It was wow. des- It was decided by two assholes in a in a room. You're gonna need to explain to me how that actually works, because I'm confused. But on to, are we doing Barry first thoughts, or now we now we recap well, the episode? We'll we'll do analysis of Succession first, and then okay, Barry. plot recap. I'll but, right, so this was, as I said, I was getting to it. This was an election episode, election night. Everything's really ramping down as they're kind of all in the room trying to decide how they're going to do the... Because they have ATN, which is like the Fox News of the succession yeah, world. so they got news. So they got to do an election call. And it's like, that's a very high conduit for drama. Because, you know, like, they have the product launch in our real world, which is conduit for drama. And so it's like elections, because like that can decide the future of some states, like how the election will go. Okay, how explain to me how that works. Is they're reporting on this after the polls closed. So Well, some, well it's just like, because, you know, in our real world, it's like, if things like, the, it, like, it depends on how it calls, it depends on how, like, you know, people see it, you know? Yeah, but everyone's already voted, it's not gonna change anything. Well, it's like, it kind of like, you know, you know how, like, it's like, it's how people perceive it, like, it'll enact to violence and stuff like that, like, you know, like, kind of, you know, you know, remember Trump, all that stuff, January yeah. 6th? Yeah, it's kinda I like, remember that, we had something similar to that. This episode, I felt like it was drawing heavily on those type of things, you it know? It definitely was very reminiscent of, like, the 2020 election. It felt like it, this episode was very stressful in that way, you know? It felt, like, <laughs> stressful. It's like, it's like an election night. It was so stressful. It's like, like, Connor, like you said, Connor's wedding. It's a very stressful night, and it's like, you know, yeah. 
it's kind of like how these fought it was very commenting on how these like news organizations kind of like control the narrative let's just say about of how these elections come out because like then it gets into disputes because they even say they're gonna fight this jared Macon thing to say this is not real and then they say it could take months after you know yeah because they like they basically like lied to try to get what they wanted so the whole thing follows the family we have roman who is just doing what is like best for the company and trying to get mencken who's like this like really right right wing candidate yeah win because he promised that he'd block the deal block the the matson deal and so i was thinking we could actually go through we can take the story of analysis through each character and we'll just break we'll break the story that way so we'll go with Roman first, which he was a he was a he was a really big asshole this episode. He felt like he felt like he he wants a fascist candidate to win, and yeah, he, like he wants he wants his company to do well. He's just yeah. fully focused on doing what he like doesn't care if like America falls apart as long as like they have a dude who's completely in their corner during mm. like you could tell like also yeah. like the the Democratic candidate that they had. Mm. Would not Jimenez? like give Kendall the time of day. Mm-hmm. Like, and there was, like, no yeah, yeah. And so at least Mank, at least for Mankin, they had like an open line of communication. Yeah. They were like the first call after he won. Mm-hmm. I agree. Roman, this episode was very kind of like, um was very straight focused he had one motivation because yeah. that's why he kept saying nothing matters nothing matters yeah and he was very i like i agree with what he said it was like roman is like he's very just trying to do what's best for the what well, not really best for his company what's best for him and kendall because they wanted to block the deal yeah and he was literally just like guys we gotta say yeah, all I- this stuff we gotta get this Mencken era guy. We gotta yeah. get this Mencken, and essentially, success. The succession world is now entering their their Trump era. Let's just say. Yeah. And um, wow, a bit tired there, Beck. <laughs> I am. Um, yeah, sadly, Uri made me film this at two a.m. Oh yeah, it's so two a.m. at night. It's two a.m. So late. But, okay. And Roman, uh, I felt like Roman was very kind of like, this episode was him kind of posturing as Logan a bit. Because now, there's yeah. something, have you, do you remember this line that Kendall says to Logan, like, I mean, the first season he said, you're just a high class hooker for presidents. Yeah. And so that's kind of what's happening with Roman right now. He's kind of becoming like a guy that has an in with the presidents. Yeah, I mean, like, you definitely want a president in your corner. That's, like, all that Roman's fighting for is, like, we, if we have someone in the West Wing, we basically, like, win. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just kind of, like, the Logan method, you know? You just have a being... Yeah, it's just... It's kind of amazing how we see, like, Roman is kind of just... He, can, he feels... Lerman feels kind of very happy this episode because he's just trying to do what, he's, what he wants in this goal, which is a very Logan thing to do, you know? Just yeah. doing what, whatever the fuck they want. Because Roman, kind of this episode, nothing, he says nothing matters. He's kind of realizing that everyone is very simple 
and everyone is just what they do what they want to do and he's kind of taking control of that and that's why he just like you know straight after going like let's just let's call it let's fucking call it let's fucking yeah call it. like that whole voting center thing was pretty interesting like because mm-hmm. like they're like okay but like a hundred thousand mallet ballots burned but yeah and that would that would have been enough to ch- change the tides right yeah obviously yeah so, I was, I thought, yeah, I thought it was really funny when the guy Ravenhead on the news said, "What we have selective fires or something?" Yeah, and so Roman in this episode, I feel he comes off like being a worse person in this episode. Yeah, now let's move on to as the villain a lot more. Mm-hmm. That you can mm-hmm. like see where he's coming from. He's mm-hmm. just like. Yeah, okay, next character, Kendall. Kendall. He's very simple. I mean, he this doesn't episode, have a lot in this episode. He's like... He doesn't like, have a lot, but he's very... He's thinking more this episode. He's very slow, because his entire arc this episode is like... He's having more self-reflection than Logan ever did about being a father. He's realizing... I'm a bad, a bad father. father. Like, he had, like, a van stalk his daughter. Mm-hmm. And, and that's oh. him just realizing, and then that—that's what breaks my heart with that with the Shiv betrayal, because he—he—he he was so vulnerable with Shiv, but for her to betray him, that makes him just like want to ruin the country just like that. Yeah, it goes like automatically back. Oh, just, just Greg was just like savage in this episode. He's like, yeah, Greg. We'll get to Greg, but yeah, I yeah. Thought, continuing with Kendall, it's like it's. I found his conversation with Shiv to be heartbreaking because we both know that they're kind. She's lying. Yeah. And it's like, it's like we know, like, and like this, it does like hit her like talking on the phone. And you can hear like the the number you're trying to call has been disconnected. Yeah, and it's like, it's 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 brutal. It's just because Kendall has been the most honest he could be in this episode with himself, but. Due to this, like, like this, this backstab by Shiv, he go he flips on a dime like that, and that's why he's kind of like really hurt by Shiv's betrayal. Which I found that gla- sequence where where he finds out that Shiv betrayed him, I found that amazingly written. It's like yeah. he goes behind the glass, and then Greg, we'll get to Greg. Oh my! And then it's like she goes, "You're a piece of dirt, Shiv." Yeah, which almost is, feels kind of worse than a piece of shit. Yeah. The uh, what? Yeah. yeah, his big thing was just like the family stuff and like him going really disconnected from the family through like what he's what ATN's doing. Yeah, because you know, throughout this entire show back, we never really see his fucking kids that much. Yeah, and plus, like, because of filming schedules, they look way older. Mm-hmm. By like a lot more time has passed. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, I was felt yeah. Let's get to, I think this was Shiv's episode, because she gets fucked from every turn here. I think, yeah, it's definitely a Shiv episode, and then really big focus on Tom, but we'll go to him next. Yeah, Shiv's episode was kind of like the destruction of her character, because, like, we see, we start, first off, she, she's a liberal. She wants Jimenez to win. She's the liberals. She's a liberal, but she's in a way that's like a kind of like a fake liberal. Like she still <laughs> wants Jimenez to win, but only for her gain, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. everyone wants to gain something. I love I love how the show is portraying these characters as like 
they all think they're gonna do doing this for something, but they're all just yeah. doing it for their own interest. Which is like I like how the show is portraying characters that are ultimately so simple minded, but they're just the story is just told in a complex way. Yeah, they're just all selfish. I agree. And so Shave this episode, we're seeing a few good moments. Um, we have this conversation with Tom, which was very significant because, like, you know, it's that something they've become so broken that Tom doesn't even believe her when she's saying, when she's saying, I'm pregnant. Yeah, that was the big reveal. And it's like it just gets washed away because of this hatred that they've gone for each other. And yes. You know yeah. what's so funny? Is there, I guarantee there's like a vast majority of people this is the first time that they like think Shiv is actually pregnant. Oh, really? Was, this, the hinting was really subtle in like the last episodes. Yeah. I mean, there was no conversation with the doctor on the phone. Yeah, and... well, I didn't get that. That was, that, was she was, that she was pregnant during that. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Um, yeah. I like. I'll, I think I'll focus this on the Greg conversation, but include some of the shaves, like how she's she's trying to she's trying to like like in, intimidate Greg, and like she's still all the all of the kids are just posturing, you know. Yeah. What do you what do you think about her like that conversation? Yeah, Shiv. Yeah, she kind of just, like, you know, lost everything mm -hmm. about this episode. Like, her deal with Matson fell falls apart because now Mankin is canceling the deal. Mm -hmm. She's lost her entire thing with Tom because, like, he was like, uh, I'm pregnant, and then he just said nothing, and then you just, like, you're lying, and then walked away. Uh, she now, her brothers now know she's betrayed her, so now she mm -hmm. is done <laughs> with them yeah. so she's kind of all alone and the only like real connected she has is with Matson. so that's going to lead to a lot of drama and even that i feel like stingy that is so thin yeah that's very thin you know this like, show yeah he's like refusing to like publish the numbers because he really doesn't want to but shiv really needs that to happen yeah Another thing that, you know, this show does character reversals because they'll do something in one episode and they'll, like, flip it on a dime in this episode. But I say the way they're setting up for these final episodes, I feel like that's the way they're going to be set for the rest of the show. I feel like, like... Yeah, you can't have them flopping right before the finale. I feel like in these final three episodes, next episode's Logan's funeral. It's yeah, gonna... okay. So what we, we know the the... Penultimate one is the funeral, but we don't know what like the final one premise is gonna be. The one hour finale, yeah. Yeah, wait, it's it's gonna be more than an hour, like an hour and a half is what you said, right? One yeah, what yeah, and a half, yeah. Yeah. Um and so I feel like this might be the fundamental I Tiv and Sh Shiv and Tom are, are still interesting, you know. Um Yeah. But I feel like this is kind of like a fundamental breaking between her and her siblings. Yeah, that's the big yeah, it's a lot of like the family breaks. Yeah. Speaking of siblings, let's quickly touch on Connor. Um, Connor's in Oh, he is. Yeah. Which is guys? Connor lost. What? What? Dude, no. I didn't no, realize guys. Connor would lose. Dude, why did Connor lose? He seemed like such a great guy. He was up in Kentucky. I feel like sometimes this show is like 
almost meta about how their treatment is of Connor. Like the thing is, when the when the executives say, yeah. "Oh, I didn't realize Connor was running for president," it's kind of showing how the show doesn't even realize Connor's running for president. Yeah. Because Connor just is an own his own world, not really caring yeah. anything. He's and like the thought, biggest yeah. satire of like the one percent. Because mm-hmm. like he ends up just like being like some now he's gonna go to Slovenia or something. I don't know, like yeah. that. And so, at the end of the day, Connor is just going to be what Connor does. Connor, at the ulti- at the at the end of the day, he's never he's never going to be in the ba- he's never he's never going to have like a really final final ending. The, all the other characters they're going to have some sort of like harsh ending to them, but Connor Connor is going to be Connor and no, live. Connor is going to cause an international incident and get the yeah. country nuked. That's my yeah. prediction. If that happens, yeah. I'll give Uri 20 bucks. Yeah. But, <laughs> and so the thing about Connor is that, like, you know, Connor, at least with the other kids, he showed, Logan showed some level of affection, but yeah. he just never gave a fuck about Connor, you know? Yeah, well, he also is like a, he's way, he's way more separated from them because, like, they're half like siblings. step siblings, right? Half. Half, yeah. Oh, yeah, half. And so, Connor just got to exist in his own world, and I found it kind of, like, depressing in how he just, he flipped back the moment he was starting to lose. Obviously, he was never going to win, but it's like, it showed, it felt, like, a little embarrassing walking back to, seeing him walk back to Roman. Yeah. Yeah, he and, was, like, so confident, or, like, at least he just didn't want to resign. Like, dude, like, if you actually, you would actually, like, gain something. If you had just surrendered, then. Mm-hmm. And so that's just like the tragedy, ultimately the tragedy of Connor. He's always just going to be. He ne- Connor will never actually want to do any of the work. He just wants the attention. So let's go on to Tom. Tom, this one starts with him. This episode is also kind of a Tom episode because it's focusing. Because he's the ATN guy, so he's yeah, going to take he's charge of all of the it. President of. America Television Network. What a what a thick name. Yeah. And so this episode was like, as I continued, like the conversation, it's like it's it's Tom just trying to trying to balance his life, like in a in like a post Logan world. He doesn't know what to do. He's just kind of struggling. You know what do you think? Yeah, he is just like. He's like he's like completely broken after the tailgating one, whereas everyone's like, yeah, he's gonna get fired. And then in this one, he's like, he's getting yelled at by everyone to like make sure it's the most viewed election in history. Uh, the touch screens keep breaking. Uh, yeah, I love he, that touch screen moment. Yeah, he's like completely freaking out. I, the the wasabi moment was so funny. That was, that was so like, funny. That was like the funniest scene of, of like, let's like up, up there in like the funniest scenes of the entire show. It was like, it was, it's lemony, it's lemon water. <laughs> like, no, the thing is, I saw the LaCroix in the back and I'm like, yeah, they're drinking LaCroix. And then he just comes in there and they actually bring it up. It's like a Chekhov's gun. Yeah. Also, the wasabi was like the sushi was brought up before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then, but the Tom and Shiv thing, as I continue with this, yeah, his point of view, it's like, it's so broken that he got to a point where he can't believe anything she's saying, because, yeah. like, they've, they've separated so far from each other. 
It's yeah. Yep. Uh, and yeah. And then it's like he's he's there. He's gonna get to a place where I feel like like it's not. And I, I still, I'm still holding out for some sort of, like, happy ending for Tom, but I don't, I feel like at the end of the day, Tom is just gonna maybe exist in his own bubble with an ATN or something, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, he also, like, he's getting, like, dunked on even more because of him calling the election extremely early, and mm -hmm. all these calls he made mm -hmm. about yeah. it. So, yeah, yeah, like, the news is now dunking on him because yeah so now basically everyone wants him fired no one likes him mm -hmm. it's like yeah and so here's my favorite wait before i'll get to my the my favorite character of the episode greg yeah. of this episode but first i really just want to touch on mink on jared for a little bit yeah i found it was like he's he was i expected him to be some sort of a trump caricature but he was a little he felt a little more smarter than that. He's still a fucking idiot fascist Republican. <laughs> but yeah. his speech in the end felt kind of like Hitler in a way that it was philosophical. Yeah. Philosophical, but like in a very degrading, demonic way. Yeah, I'm surprised he actually got that many votes. Like, so that was literally like a speech you would see a villain deliver. Because <laughs> he is the villain. But like, it's hard to believe that people like in the show's universe actually believe this is the guy that should be leading our country yeah it just, it's really just commenting on our own world because he's all like he's an amalgamation of all these right-wing figures you yeah. know yeah and so he, i loved i love this guy's the gear the care the actor who plays him his name is justin kirk and i felt he did like a really great like he played him very well yeah up to a right tone of like voice now he spoke and like and the republic and the rep freedom and stuff like that. The republic. He is the I love Senate. democracy. <laughs> yeah. And so let me get to the dark horse of this episode by which I call Gregory Hirsch. Yeah. So Greg in this Greg. episode I felt like in this episode he was gaining more power as Tom was was losing more power, yeah, you know? especially with him actually talking with um, Matson. I blanked out his name, it's so stupid. Yeah, you talked with Matson, he like smoked weed with him or did coke. No, he did coke, yeah, they did, coke yeah. Together. I'm surprised Matson kind of like likes Greg more than I thought, yeah, because like when they were at the retreat, he's like, Who are you? and then now, like, he is like. The second closest with him. Yeah, it's like he's kind. Of, Greg is like he's. Greg is an incredibly awkward character, but he, and so that's why it's very hard to take him seriously. But in that conversation with Chip, he's so fucking awkward. But in a way that, like, in a soulless way, that's like I'll have you fired, and he just doesn't. He's not scared. He's not anything. He kind of just does like kind of like a shitting green grin, and it's like he's just looking back. You yeah. know. Which is my, I don't know, Beck, what do you think about this? I feel like Greg is kind of like, Greg uh, takes what he learns from this entire world and kind of is like an amalgamation of all these characters, like... Yeah, he does get tossed around between everyone, so he's able to learn from all of them. Which is why he even takes, I don't know if you realize this, he takes Tom's advice in this episode. He says, 
take the information and use that to fuck somebody. Yeah. And so he took that information about Matson because he said, what can you offer me, Shiv? And she didn't offer him anything. Yeah. And then he used that information that she's working with Matson to fuck her. Yep. And so Greg is kind of like a person who's like learning all, is incredibly great acting by that guy. As yeah. he's moving through this entire world, he's getting, getting all the correct bits of information and kind of like forcing to become kind of like the soulless corporate guy. Yep. And I don't know, what's your thoughts? Yeah, he has definitely changed a lot throughout the, um, the four seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think his character is coming close. Like, he is becoming, like, as, as powerful as some of the other siblings in the company. I mean, not in yeah. terms of, like, money or, like, actual power, but he's able to, like, manipulate a lot of people and become just like them. Yeah, and people can see that this that Greg is kind of power hungry, but no one really calls out for Greg calls Greg out on this because he just always feels like there. He feels like somebody anybody can talk to. Yep, and they all and then they they think he's not going to do anything because he's like this harmless guy, and then like, bam, they her relationship with her brother is destroyed. And then I love how the maybe the fans of the country depending on Greg giving this information. You know, like, when Jess talks to him? Yep. Duh, I really like that scene with Jess, because, like, she doesn't, she's not, she doesn't get a lot of scenes throughout the show, but in that one scene, with slight words, she's characterized as, like, a human. Like, a real person. Yep. And, I don't know, but, do you remember that scene? Uh, not the, not the clearest. Uh, so you know when 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 they told Greg to call Arizona, yeah, there he went down and he had like a conversation with Kendall's assistant. Oh yeah, and she's like, "You can just wait." <laughs> yeah, and so, but that that gave her a lot of characterization. Yeah. So yeah, overall a very tense episode. And I'm excited for where it's going to go. Any predictions? Um, Shiv might like become join Matson's company and try to fight the brothers on the mer- or the on the buyout mm-hmm. and we could see that as maybe the finale mm-hmm. um, I see Roman crying at the funeral probably he ha- he's the one that has to give the speech right we and he's repressing his emotions about Logan yeah yeah I'm guessing the speech is gonna go like he goes on, he's, he's like, has a pre-recorded, he has a priest thing, he throws that away, he says some random stuff off the cuff, probably insults, like, a couple of people, uh, and then he breaks down, says true yeah. stuff, uh, and then probably walks away. Very Saul Goodman in the final episode of Better Call Saul yeah. type of feel. <laughs> But, yeah, I'm excited. This show is always... I can't tell where it's ever going to go, so... Yeah. I guess next I mean, best thing is I mean, they could say that Logan was faking his death the entire time. That would be a mm-hmm. really good ending. You know, it'd be extremely you know, it'd be, satisfying. You know, it'd be extremely satisfying? Yeah. It's like, like, someone's announced CEO. It's like they're about to do it. The, it's the last scene of the show. They're not about to announce, like... The, like the ultimate CEO, yeah. and then just cuts to black. Yeah, yeah. Do do a Sopranos. Yeah, 
Well, in that mind, let's move on to Barry. Instant thoughts, Beck? Instant thoughts. Kind of a mid-episode. <laughs> there were, good, like, there were good parts to it, I will admit. It, but uh, It's a much harder show to dissect than Succession. No, I, I, there were some good meaty parts to this one. Yeah, I mean, like, sometimes I just don't know what the fuck is going on in this show. Yeah. You know? Um, I think the first thing that I thought was really cool was just, like, watching Barry, like, jump between podcasts, just going deeper and deeper and, like, down a rabbit hole to f- to get where it actually matches with his thoughts. Yeah, finally, like, that's, that's, a, that's, like, the core of this episode, I felt like it's him ultimately trying to convince himself to give him permission yeah. to kill. And that's why he says when that guy talks to him. Well, just in recap... In this episode, Barry's trying to go kill Gene Cousineau for so he can stop this information. Obviously, he's continuing Barry to, to stop the movie. He's continuing that Barry um, is doesn't learn. Um, Delo Hank in the future has like a like a legitimate company, yeah, I guess, like a construction which company I found, called Noho Ball, which I found yeah. was funny, which is a combination of Noho and Crystal Ball. Yeah, Chris. It was kind of sad, all the Hank stuff. That's the, we'll get to the Hank stuff yeah. when we dissect his character. And so, and then Fuchs is out of prison. Like, yeah, no, no, that was the funny. The Raven is out of prison. The Raven that, is that, out of prison. That was probably the funniest part of the episode. Just like him with all the tats looking like in, very intimidating. You can, tell the act, you can tell the actor had so, so much fun with it. And then just getting the Starbucks lady on Magni to go marry yeah. him. Yeah. And he says, I'm a dad. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. A lot of laughs. I felt I I I'm I'm obviously we're like dumb ass high schoolers, <laughs> but and I felt like I didn't understand the parts of was going on with Sally and that's what's made it most confusing for me. I understood what was happening, but I just felt I didn't like understand it more literally with like what's happening with going on with Sally. Okay, so Sally is what we is what we call an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like she is just the worst will, person to be I was, like a mother. I was so spooked when that like the guy with the black suit you came know, I really couldn't tell if it was a dream or not when I was first watching it. Like is she dreaming or what is happening? And like some random dude like a all black Halloween costume is just for some reason at their house. Like that was pretty confusing for me. But okay, my favorite part of the episode was the scene of like the um the truck hitting the house and like how the whole yeah. room tilted. That was an amazing shot. It was an amazing shot, but what the fuck was it? It just like I don't yeah, it's really confusing. We don't know who actually found them, who sent them. This goes on to my hypothesis that Barry's such an artsy show. Artsy, yeah. Very like you just don't know what the fuck's going on sometimes, and that's that could be that's good. Yeah, but... well, I, the one scene like that that I've seen was the um when he gets poisoned and he goes to that beach. That was pretty artsy for me. Yeah, yeah, that was very artsy. I like that they they, they didn't kill um Gene's son. Yeah, it, it also it wasn't that bad of a wound. Like he was like completely fine. Yeah, I mean it's been eight years, so yeah. Um, let's start off with Barry as a character. So Barry in this episode, I felt like 
I liked him, but, like, he was definitely regressing back to his old ways. I feel like it's going to be... Because my thing is that, like, there's only, like, a few ways that, like, a crime show can end. It's, like, whether, like, the character wins and gets redemption, or, like, loses and gets redemption, or it's kind of like, like, Saul, and, like, he got... He's going to prison, but he got some redemption, you know? Yeah, he I lost, feel like, but got redemption. I feel like Barry is going to be this type of guy who's going to lose and get no redemption. Yeah. Because, I, I feel mean, like... like, we know his motivations, but also we know he can't change. He's tried to, like, three separate times. <laughs> How much do you think Barry's going to come up, like, from after Jim Moss's conversation, just speaking German and eating gummy bears? I, yeah, that, I really hope they do, like, um, this isn't going to make any like, just the entire episode is just them talking for, like, 23 minutes. That could yeah. be a good episode. Something kind of like that could be good. Yeah, I don't know. Not entirely like free churro, but um, you haven't seen both that horse, but you're not gonna know what that means. Okay, no. uh, like it's kind of like a guy, t- this like two guys talking about their feelings. I, I like those time. episodes. Those are like good types of episodes. You know, it's like that could be an episode about that where that's the confrontation, and then final episode. Because no wait, why wouldn't Jim Moss just kill Barry instantly? He wants to break Barry. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I love how, like, this episode is, like, you're just listening to, like, Christian podcasts, trying to convince yeah. himself to, like, you know, trying to convince him that it's okay to kill. And the moment, because, like, Barry's at the end of the day, he's just longing for permission. Like, Fuchs gave him permission to kill, and that's why he's killing. And now he's looking for this podcast, which is allowing him to kill. Yeah, and then he just finally gets to where the dude is just, like, saying... Yeah, I'm a priest. I killed this guy because he looked at me the wrong way. And he says, and he's like, bingo. But then it felt it like... Sign. And then, but then, but Barry doesn't fully go into that well, because once he sees the kid, he's like, he's like, yeah. he's not going to kill. Which I guess is real, but I felt, yeah, I don't know. Barry, yeah, so Barry's a totally lost yet. Yeah. I feel like Kusuno is also like mo- grown a lot. Yeah, I feel like Kuzno is the most going on in this character after, like, going on, going to the kibbutz in Israel. Yeah. He's fully changed now, I feel. Because, like, yeah. old Kuzno would have wanted that movie to be made with him in it, like, eight years ago. But now, yeah. but now... After killing his son. But after now... After killing his son, no. But now, he's actually changed. And it's gonna be really sad if if Barry gets his way. Okay. Did you ever feel like I felt like they like Barry had PTSD of getting like um caught by the police and that's why they when he was going to the house to kill Gene again, it was kind of remimicking the um Oh yeah ending of season three where he goes into the house, you know? And then he gets caught by Jim Moss again. He does, yeah. It's like a pattern. Jim Moss like wants this dude's head on a platter. <laughs> because they weren't good. Jim Moss isn't gonna stop, you know? Yeah. He's like, just... he's like a very animated character. Like, he only has one motivation this entire show, and that's to kill people, to, like, get revenge. And it's kind of funny, because, like, Jim Moss as a character, fundamentally, at the end of season three, the last shot is Jim, of Jim Moss outside the yeah. house, and the picture of his, like, of Janice in the house. Yeah. And it's showing how that. 
even if Barry dies, goes to prison, it doesn't matter because you can't bring Janice back alive. It doesn't matter. You gotta face with what you're feeling, you know? And killing Barry isn't gonna do anything to stop that, you know? Yeah. It just... That's the tragedy. It's like, it's like there's jokes in the show, but there's like a hidden tragedy under all of this. Most notably by our second character right now, Sally. She's having the hardest time, I feel like, in the show. Yeah, she is just terrible. She gave her son vodka for some reason. Make him sleep. Yeah. She's not a very good mother. She has, she's having PTSD of killing the guy in season three. And then she, she feels like she's on a path that she can't change. Yeah. And it's like another tragedy. Noah Hank, similarly, now we're, we're getting he's, to him. He's like probably the most successful out of everyone, but maybe the most miserable because, you know, Cristobal's dead. And then, yeah. the, then like literally Fuchs is just like, yeah, you killed him. Good job. You could tell he was, he wanted to kill him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, um, Noah Hank, because like he's been lying to himself about kill is part of Cristobal's death. You know, yeah. he's rejecting it, so he also doesn't have to come to terms with what he's dealing with. And that's this entire show. Nobody wants to come to terms with what they're feeling or dealing with. You know. Yeah. And so, what's your take on Fuchs? Fuchs. Uh, definitely gonna be a pure comedy character for the rest of the show. They're not gonna like give him an arc or anything. I don't think. Yeah, I felt like it was he was a good, funny character as an episode, but they could have ended his character in the prison thing. Yeah, but I like the it they his character was like pure comedy, and they kind of need that because it's way too much drama. Yeah, they still have some Hollywood element with the movie being made. Yeah, you know. but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I it feel feels like too feel... self-referential for me. Kind of a bit on the nose. So you're going in a different way. You're kind of like leaning back from the show a bit. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah, like they could bring it back in the next two episodes, but I don't know. I I'm... but but Barry has never been that type of show. You know, maybe season one Barry, but it's like I feel like it's always kind of like going down this path. Like how's it? I feel like everything in Succession was leading up to that episode. I feel like Barry's also it doesn't lead to a specific episode, but it's like leading to always something darker. Yeah, I I like to think of Barry more as this comedy than as this drama, and it's hard for me to get hooked on this because I don't know, depressed. Yeah, but I feel like it makes sense for where the show is. It does, it does. I mean, yeah. Yeah. If you were to, like, pitch, like, the logline to someone, an assassin tries to become a theater actor, it's, like, comedy. But then you show him, like, a season four episode, and it's just this depressed guy with an alcoholic wife trying to raise their son and failing at it. Yeah, that would be... Yeah, I re- I liked how this episode kind of brought on his horizons to see how the other characters were, what they were doing. Yeah, I like seeing time jump and like how the characters adapt to that. I always think it's cool to see how everyone ended up. Well, um, let's just give our predictions for what's going to happen. Predictions. I want literally the entire episode to just be Jim Boss and Barry having an ethical discussion. 
That could be cool, and I think like that could happen, and then the final episode is just him killing Barry, and then how everyone deals with that. Uh, I think the final episode would more be like a showdown between everyone in like a parking lot or something. Wow. <laughs> yeah, this show, these two shows are like unpredictable beasts of television, though. Yeah, you can't you can't deny yeah, that. I, I I cannot pin down what's gonna happen in them. Yeah. So. This has been. Thanks for listening. This has oh, been. Who's giving the point to? Hmm. I uh, wonder. I, succession, mm-hmm. but I like. I love. I, I do love a landslide. A landslide victory. Yeah, but I do still love what Barry's doing. You know. Yeah, but like not compared to this amazing succession episode. This was a ball, a, a like a gobstopper. You know, my dad yesterday when I was at the party, yeah. my you sent me insane episode of Succession, yeah. and my dad said. Also insane episode of Succession. And then it was like... You were just like, bro, why am I partying? I need to watch Succession. I was like, I want to watch Succession. But then, you know, like, a fucking... Girls got drunk, so, you know. Yeah. Party shut down. Did you watch it last night? No, I watched it, like, a few hours ago. Oh, okay. Anyway. This has been Double Threat in HBO Succession and Barry Podcast.